Welcome to the Candida Chronicles with our host, Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In this podcast, Michael will answer your questions and reveal the shocking truth that the cause of most chronic ailments is not what you've been told. The source is Candida, a yeast overgrowth which, when it becomes systemic, can cause all sorts of seemingly unrelated ailments such as chronic fatigue syndrome and even weight gain. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330. And now, without further ado, Michael Biamonte. That's a wrap for this episode of the... Hello, everyone. This is Michael Biamonte, and welcome to another episode of the Candida Chronicles. As I had announced last time on the broadcast, the book, The Candida Chronicles, will be available in the upcoming months. It's the first book in a five-book series, which is going to cover various aspects of Candida. This first book will cover the basics of Candida, And then the following books will cover candida in specialized areas and specialized roles. So please stay tuned and look out for the book on Amazon.com and on the health-truth.com website. So today in discussing magnesium, this is a very important issue. And this is an issue which is important aside from candida. The reason magnesium would be such an important issue is because magnesium is probably one of the key minerals to the health of many living organisms. In uh, the aspect of dealing with candida, it does happen to be that magnesium is highly affected by candida, very adversely affected, as a matter of fact. Magnesium deficiency would be something very common in a candida case, something that you would expect to have. But the effects of magnesium deficiency widespread actually go quite beyond candidiasis and other issues. First, let's say, how does one become deficient in magnesium? Well, this can come about due to intestinal issues like candida or parasites or any other complaints, gluten intolerance, Any complaint which causes a malabsorption in the intestinal tract certainly will cause a malabsorption of candida. Now, magnesium is highly associated with alcohol intake because high levels of alcohol intake will cause a magnesium loss through the urine. You literally will urinate out lots of magnesium the more alcohol you drink. Also, the more red meat a person eats, the more magnesium and vitamin B6 they could perhaps lose in their system because of the diuretic effect that the meat would have on the person's body. There are various ways that you become magnesium deficient aside from, unfortunately, eating a diet which is magnesium deficient. It's very easy in America for people to eat a magnesium deficient diet because of the fact that magnesium 
is not found very high in McDonald's foods, or most of your fast foods are not very prevalent in magnesium. The sources of magnesium typically are green vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans and peas, legumes, things of this nature are very high in magnesium, as are certain grains. So, being that in America we have a high junk food related diet, you can see that this is not something that necessarily would be uh, prominent in, the, in these foods. Probably the biggest effect that we have over the and across the boards as regards magnesium deficiency would be cardiovascular disease. Because magnesium is such an intricate mineral in the performance of muscles, and especially the heart muscle, it's been found that magnesium deficiency very easily leads to heart attack because it actually leads to cramping in the muscles, which the heart is. So the heart easily could go into a cramp or a spasm if one is magnesium deficient enough. The regulation of lipids and fats in the bloodstream is very affected by magnesium. And generally speaking, magnesium is, is thought to be uh, highly involved in energy production as well. Magnesium and pentathenic acid in particular very much involved in the energy production in your body and in your cells. Magnesium is probably known as a mineral as the relaxing mineral. When people are magnesium deficient, they will become very on edge, very nervous, jittery. They will startle extremely easily, meaning you can walk behind them and say boo and they'll jump 20 feet in the air. They can have shakes. You'll see often and as people get older, they start to develop a shake. Well, believe it or not, friends, that shake that those people have that you see is actually magnesium deficiency. This is why magnesium is known as a very calming mineral or a calming element, is because the deficiency signs of it are the exact opposite of being calm. Clenching your teeth, grinding your teeth, uh, waking up frequently at night, muscle cramps in the feet, sometimes in the calf, all are highly associated with magnesium deficiency. Keep in mind that most any abnormally, ab abnormality of calcium can be caused by magnesium deficiency. Because magnesium helps keep calcium solubilized in your bloodstream and generally solubilized in your body, it prevents the, the calcium from dropping out of solution and therefore calcifying your soft tissues and your circulatory system. So because magnesium is involved in this aspect, you could see that when you're deficient in magnesium, you can start to develop calcified arteries, calcified muscle tissue, calcified breasts, uh, all very bad indicators. The healthy amount of magnesium in the diet that a person would take would prevent these bad symptoms from occurring, which can lead to much more horrible things. Obviously, it can lead to all types of cardiovascular disease if you're very magnesium deficient, which is not good at all. 
Typically, there are two types of insomnia. One has been called type 1 insomnia, which is where the person does not fall asleep easily. And the other type of insomnia is called type 2, where the person does fall asleep, but they wake up frequently. This is a sign of magnesium deficiency, this type 2 insomnia. The person will go to sleep, but then wake up frequently. Magnesium is very much affected by sodium. Sodium antagonizes magnesium. It washes it out of your body. On the other hand, a high salt diet needs extra magnesium to balance out the salt. So in a sense, the magnesium and the salt are both synergists, but also antagonists. Someone who's on a high salt diet, for whatever reason, needs to watch their magnesium levels, needs to make sure they take adequate magnesium. Magnesium also has a laxative property, which can be used to your advantage. Um, if your bowels are sluggish, taking more magnesium will speed up the bowels because the magnesium has the effect of increasing your transit time. It doesn't act like a toxic element the way so many laxatives work, being like, like a toxic substance in that it's going to want the bowels or the intestinal tract to then draw in water as to dilute the to this toxin or poison and then excrete it. Well, the magnesium doesn't work that way. Magnesium works more in the manner where the magnesium itself acts as a stimulant to the intestinal tract and therefore raises peristalsis. It's generally the magnesium oxide, the less, less expensive, let's say, forms of magnesium that can be used in this manner. Some of the more expensive magnesiums that absorb very well in the body uh, would not be known to have a laxative effect because of what I just stated, that they, uh, they do absorb so well that you would not expect to have them have a laxative type of action. So I think we've taken a good look at many of the symptoms here of magnesium deficiency, how you get a magnesium deficiency. And I would say that it's probably the most common deficiency that you find in America would be a magnesium deficiency. The reasons for this are very simple. Sugar depletes magnesium, alcohol depletes magnesium, and stress depletes magnesium. On top of that, if you're eating a magnesium deficient diet, which most Americans are, you don't have a chance of cooping, recouping your magnesium levels at all, you see. So this is a definite problem. When you're looking at deficiencies, magnesium being so preferable, uh, or I should say popular, of a deficiency, if we want to look at it that way, requires that you take magnesium supplements to overcome this. Uh, no one is going to correct the magnesium deficiency strictly by taking food high in magnesium. 
It would be great if you could do this. Unfortunately, you cannot because you could not consume enough food to make up for the lack of magnesium. You probably have to eat bushels and bushels, which would be unlikely that your body would be able to handle or even digest that much. With other mineral deficiencies, uh, it's really not as bad as it is with magnesium because of the quantitative deficiency. Magnesium is one of the four macro minerals. The macro minerals in the body are calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. These are the four minerals which are the most abundant. Trace minerals like zinc and copper and iron and selenium and all these are found in trace amounts as the term implies. Because magnesium is a macro mineral, it means that there are very large amounts of it in the body. So therefore, when it becomes deficient, it's leaving an equally large hole there. As I said earlier, how one would know that they're over-treating a magnesium deficiency would be if they start having loose stools from the magnesium supplement they're taking. Generally speaking, most chelated magnesiums, magnesium glycinate, magnesium orotate, anyone that says amino acid chelated is usually a good form where you shouldn't have a problem. It's where you have a magnesium of the chloride type or oxide type that you're more likely to have a loose stool from it because these are not as, as absorbable as the chelated type. There are synergists in the vitamin world to magnesium. Key synergists are vitamin B6, taurine, the amino acid, and also choline. The reason why these are so important is because they assist magnesium in many of its functions. Every vitamin and every mineral has a codependent in the opposite classification of vitamin or mineral. You will find, as an example, it's not my intent right now in this podcast to uh, go through this, but I think it is worth, it's worth uh, looking at here. So we will go through the material lightly, so to speak. But the synergists or the cohorts to magnesium are vitamin B6. Vitamin B6 helps the utilization and absorption of magnesium. Taurine, which magnesium couples with in order to perform a lot of functions in your nervous system. And then also choline, a B vitamin, which is a more lipid-oriented in that it helps regulate fats in the liver and helps as a somewhat lipid material help your nervous system to work. If we go through other vitamins, you'll see they all have cohorts, so to speak. Vitamin C has magnesium 
to a, a lesser degree, but to a, a more a prominent degree, it has copper, which forms the ascorbic acid oxidase enzyme, which helps you utilize vitamin C, and also manganese is involved in the utilization of vitamin C. For vitamin A, we have zinc. Zinc is essential to the transport and utilization of vitamin A. With vitamin E, the synergists we have are selenium, which acts as an antioxidant to extend the effects of vitamin E, and also manganese. Manganese and vitamin E couple to produce hormones in the body. With calcium, it's obvious that vitamin D would be involved, but uh, something a lot of people don't know is not only vitamin D, but it's also vitamin B1 helps you utilize the calcium so that it uh, doesn't become abundant in the tissues and essentially ends up calcifying your soft tissues and your circulatory system. So for every mineral, for every vitamin, there is a lid, as the old saying goes, for every pot there's a lid. Well, that's true for every vitamin and every mineral. It happens to be with magnesium that uh, these cohorts of magnesium are very important because when magnesium itself becomes deficient, then these other nutrients don't function correctly either. This uh, obviously aggravates the entire problem. Magnesium deficiency can be very obvious, as we started to say earlier, or it could be hidden. Magnesium deficiency may cause someone's blood pressure to be too high, or it may be causing those tremors and shakes that the person has. There have been certain types of seizures and seizure-like events that have been uh, blamed on magnesium deficiency. There could be other factors involved too, but magnesium deficiency certainly could be one of them. So from today's lesson, uh, we want to walk away with un the understanding that the deficiency of magnesium is the major one that we have in this country. If uh, anyone would want to recommend to someone supplements to take for them to feel better, just generally, and you don't know where to start, and you don't have any testing available, probably couldn't go wrong with starting with magnesium. That would be the ground level floor, and you would never, you would never be off, because it's very difficult to find anyone in this day and age who has good magnesium levels and who's able to maintain them due to exposure to sugar, stress, and alcohol, and also foods which lack magnesium. And this has been Michael Biamonte, clinical nutritionist, with this episode of the Candida Chronicles. Today we discussed magnesium and magnesium deficiency. Tune in this Thursday when we will have, again, another episode. And until then, I wish you well. That's a wrap for this episode of the Candida Chronicles featuring Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. Michael holds a Doctorate of Nutropathy 
and is a New York State Certified Clinical Nutritionist. He is a professional member of the International and American Association of Clinical Nutritionists and of the American College of Nutrition, and he's a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330.